Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. First to breaking news in Kansas City Sports Radio. We'll get back to the AFC Championship game here coming up in just a bit, but the Atlanta Falcons have made a decision on who they want to hire as their next coach, and they are not hiring Bill Belichick. The Falcons plan to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their next head coach, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. Bill Belichick didn't get the Chargers job. That job went to Jim Harbaugh. He didn't get the Falcons job. I'm trying to think of another job that he interviewed for, and there really weren't that many of those opportunities. I think that Ben Johnson is going to end up getting the Lions job. I think the commanders are simply just waiting for the Lions to be eliminated from the postseason, and then they're going to announce that hire, that they're going to hire the Lions offensive coordinator. I'm looking at this thing, and again, we'll get back to the AFC championship game here coming up in just a bit. I don't know where Bill Belichick is going to go. Someone on the text line says he goes to Washington. I don't believe that he is interviewed in Washington. I don't think that that's where he's going. I think that he's, I think that Ben Johnson is getting that job. I don't know where Bill Belichick is going to be the head coach next year. Like if I had to guess, I don't think he is going to be a head coach next year. And I think that he is going to be, I mean, there's only two jobs left. It's either Washington or the Seahawks. If the Eagles were making a move, they would have made a move by now. If the Cowboys were making a move, they would have made a move right now. I mean, there were eight jobs that were available, and six of them have filled themselves. I think we see Dan Quinn get the Seattle Seahawks job, or maybe they're waiting to see what happens with the remaining teams in the NFL playoffs. And again, I don't think that Bill is going to Washington. I don't know where Bill's going to land. Are we sure Bill is going to land? Yeah, like, I, and right now, if you asked me, I think that Bill's going to be on ESPN next next season. That would be, I mean, he the people presume that Nick Saban's headed to TV because he was good on college game day. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are friends. Like, I could see him headed to TV for a year, sitting out and then finding another chance to get back in the cycle. But and if Belichick doesn't have a job in the NFL, that makes what Andy Reid the oldest coach in the NFL going into next year because. Raheem Morris is obviously younger than him. Brian Callahan got hired by the Titans younger than him. Dan Quinn is getting hired is younger than him. Unless the commanders go Belichick, he'll be the oldest guy in the league next year. Yeah, I 
this is, I'm a little torn, I guess. Torn, I guess, in this opinion. Maybe the better way to explain it. I don't think that this is age-related. I really for, don't. For Belichick? I don't think really? it's age-related. You and I both know the NFL. If you felt like Belichick could come in and be a solid winner and you would get three seasons of him and then you had a plan to hand things over to him, I don't think this would be an issue. This is an indictment on the how, on how the NFL feels he is as a coach without Tom Brady. That's how I'm taking this. Maybe I'm wrong in that. But if you felt like Bill Belichick was available and you had a chance to get the second winningest coach of all time, we have no reason to believe that he has any health issues, do we? I don't know Bill personally, but I'm, I haven't heard anything. Bill's been sick. Bill's been battling anything. I think if you were the rest of the league, you have looked at, you've looked at the Patriots over the last couple of years, Belichick wants too much player control. You don't want him to basically bring over the entire staff that he's had these last four years without Tom Brady. And now you are looking at it and you're thinking, hey, if we're going to do this thing for two years and he's just going to be here solely to get the wins record and have more wins than any coach in the National Football League. We at least got to have a plan in place is Belichick. Is he young enough to sit out this year? And then next year when the coaching carousel comes back around that a team is then going to hire bill Belichick. We're also talking about that. Vrabel hasn't gotten a job in this. You would have thought that Vrabel would have been at the top of a lot of teams list. So Vrabel's still available. Ben Johnson's still available and Belichick is still available. There's only two jobs left. All three of them are not getting head coaching jobs. A very, very interesting turn, the way that this has happened for Bill Belichick. If you guys missed it, if you're just turning in, Bill Belichick did not get the Atlanta Falcons job. They hired Raheem Morris, and they are going in a different direction. Someone on the text line says, with all of his media interviews, what makes you think that Belichick would be good on television? I don't know if you guys remember, but remember when NFL was doing their NFL 100 and they were doing it? Bill Belichick was incredible on that. I think it's about how you use Bill Belichick. I think his media interactions are more. He just doesn't want to give the media anything to write and any information. I think Bill, when he really wants to talk about football, is really good at it. When he did college game day a couple of weeks ago, I thought Bill was really, really good on college game day. I think Bill would be fine on television. You put him with the right cast, the right people, the people that love football. I think that, uh, I think that Bill Belichick would actually be a pretty good at television. We'll be joined by Danny Parkins of six, seven, the score in Chicago here coming up in just a bit. I do want to throw this out before we catch up with Danny. Rob, I think people are over Tony Romo. Now, maybe this is just a small vocal minority of people on the text line. But I remember when Romo first started, people were excited about Romo. You felt like you learned things from Tony Romo. There was a sort of youthfulness, exuberance about it. He called the game very differently than anybody else has. It feels like that act has worn thin with a lot of people. I don't think that he's Chris Collinsworth. I don't think he's Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson has been really, really strong as an analyst. And it's kind of disappointing that Brady's going to step in and now take Greg Olson off the number one game and you're going to put Greg Olson somewhere else. I think people have sort of moved out of it with Tony Romo. He doesn't feel nearly as beloved. It doesn't even feel like it's 50-50 anymore. I get it's polarizing, right? Like some of you like hate listen to the show. Some of you like love the show. That's kind of how it is. You kind of want to be on both sides. Some of you hate Joe Buck. Some of you love Joe Buck. 
That's kind of what comes with the business. Do any of you love Tony Romo? Like, are you excited? Man, the Chiefs got the 325 game on CBS. I'm happy that I got Nance and Romo on the call. I feel like people are really, really disenchanted with Tony Romo as a broadcaster, and he got off to an incredible start. I mean, people loved Romo at the very, very beginning. Things have changed. Why I thought of this was, this was a headline in the New York Post. Romo and Nance are a mess as we barrel towards the 2024 Super Bowl. And then the story just continues to go on how Romo was a sensation at the very beginning of the time. You remember Romo got that big contract and really kind of started a domino effect around the National Football League. It then says now not halfway through Romo's decade long deal. CBS sports executive have an issue because Romo and his partner Jim Nance are manning broadcasts that lack chemistry, storytelling, strategy and levity. It is routinely discombobulated. That is from the New York Post. I definitely feel like people are kind of out of it when it comes to Romo. I don't know this because I don't know the inner workings of CBS. I don't know the inner workings of Jim Nance, Tony Romo. I don't know. But it seemed like what made Romo great early was he could just see a play coming and he gave the prediction and then it hit and it like flabbergasted listeners and viewers and Nance. And Nance was like, whoa, how'd you know that? And then Romo would explain why he knew that. But it seems like over time, as Romo's gotten further and further into this, he's less and less likely to call the play correctly. And the fact that he doesn't really do the work is starting to become apparent. Like there is storytelling to that New York Times piece on the Fox broadcast. Collinsworth may be annoying, but he gives you a second and third level of analysis. Romo just seems like I'm going to guess the play. And now that he's guessing the play wrong, it just seems to fall a little flat sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Someone on the text line says, I actually do enjoy the way Tony calls a game. However, his love for Josh Allen is as knowing as his love for Joe Buck was with Madison Bumgarner. I think Tony does the same thing for Patrick Mahomes. I think he does the exact same thing. Like, I think Tony is just a really over the top guy. And I think that it was new and different in the very, very beginning. But now we are in year six and seven of the same bit, the same crossover, the same move. Yo, switch it up a little bit. Give me something a little bit different. Give me something a little bit new. Spice it up a little bit. And I just don't know if it's coming from that broadcast. I think it is the worst big game broadcast now. You look at ESPN and Monday Night Football. Are we counting Amazon? No, I don't count that Okay. I just wanted to know what big game broadcast. The Amazon meant. one's not good. <laughs> the Amazon one is not good. I just wanted to know. It's bad. It's bad. And the thing is, I actually think Herb Street is doing everything he can to make it good. Al Michaels is done. <laughs> Al, Al Michaels, he is a professor who has been tenured. That boy, he is. He's cooked. He's done. We all love Al Michaels. He called the Olympics between the United States and Russia. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Al Michaels, is. he might be the greatest to ever do this. He is Frank Sinatra at the end of his career. His voice is shot. He's cooked. Absolutely done. No, I'm with you. So if if we are ranking broadcast, I think Monday Night Footballs is the best. I really like Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. I, I love that Fox crew. I think that Fox crew is really good. I'd put NBC's broadcast. I mean, there's probably some ones that like, I probably like Kevin Harlan and his who, who is he with? They put him with Trick Green. They put him with Rich Gannon. I like Nance and Romo. It, it's it ain't working how it was working in the in the very beginning. I know we have up against a break. You can't have Aikman at one. 
Aikman stinks. I like. I love the Monday Night Football. Aikman one. is so bad. Aikman is. You talk about a guy who doesn't have the fastball anymore. Aikman talks about football like it's ninety four still. Nah, you oh hate, my no, god! The thing I so like bad. about Aikman, and we can have this conversation. The thing I like about Aikman is Aikman is one of the few that will actually be critical. Like Aikman will tell you. Hey, they need to fire their offensive coordinator and go in another direction, or that was a bad throw. I don't feel like you really get that for Romo. Like, I want you to be positive, right? I understand you're in a position of selling the National Football League. I feel like Aikman is at least willing to go out on a limb and tell you when something like, hey, they messed this up. Tell me why they messed it up. Like, give me your opinion some. Romo is just so over the top and excited all the time. And I I, I actually kind of feel like what happened with Romo is, I think it maybe was annoying to CBS that he was calling plays. Maybe some teams told him, hey, we don't want you doing that anymore. Hey, people hear this. It hurts us. Don't do it. And you took away the one thing that made Romo special and that he could really rely on. Hey, I'm a quarterback. Hey, I, I know what this means. I'm, I'm going to use this information to tell the audience. Once you have removed that trick from him, he doesn't have another move. Like he had, he had the Kareem skyhook. You took away his sky hook. We don't know Kareem for any other move. I'm sure he did other things, but man, that sky hook was beautiful. You became the leading scorer all time in the NBA. You took Tony Romo's sky hook away from him. I don't feel like he can do anything else. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. For my money, he is one of the best sports talk hosts in the country. We'll get his thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship game. That's coming up next. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. For my money, Danny Parkins is one of the best sports talk hosts in the country. He also does a podcast called First and Pod. Get that wherever you get your podcast from. Just two guys talking about ball. We don't call him Danny Parkins on this show. Park Park, what's good? Good afternoon, CDOT. It's not the Arrowhead Invitational, but six straight AFC Championship games that you get to watch and cover and be up close and personal with. It's pretty amazing, man. It absolutely is. Speaking of that, you got to see your Chicago Cubs win the World Series, and I'm sure as a kid that was something that you never thought you would see. I believe that the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Do you believe they are going to the Super Bowl? Wow. Um, No, I don't. But I hope they do. I think I told you on the show before the season, I said that the opener was going to be the Super Bowl, that it was going to be Chiefs-Lions. And so uh, I'm rooting for my prediction to be correct. I'm rooting for the Lions because even though they're in the Bears division, they're not really the Bears' rival because they were never a threat at any point. So it's a great story. They're incredibly likable. Their offense is amazing. Uh, but I do not expect Purdy to play as poorly as he did last week again. And Goff's home road splits are pretty stark, even though it won't be a cold weather situation. I just think that the Niners are a pretty significant step up to what the Lions have gone through the last couple of weeks with the Rams and the Bucks. So I think the Niners will win and feast on Detroit's defense, and the Lions' offense will just be slowed enough uh, in order to lose a high-scoring game. But I'm rooted for the Lions. I have my questions after watching San Francisco against Green Bay. I was very disappointed with their defensive line. They didn't get nearly the pressure that I thought they would, especially given the resources that they've put out there. We are still uncertain about the health and status of Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy has just been a completely different quarterback when Debo's been healthy as opposed to when he hasn't been. And I just got my questions about the quarterback. You taught me that the NFL is a quarterback league. We are now down to the final four, and I question if the team with the worst quarterback, if they are going to be the team that wins a single elimination tournament. I understand, and the Lions' offensive line is great, so I don't expect the Niners' defensive line to wreak complete havoc in this game. I just think that overall uh, the Niners are the slightly more talented team than Detroit. Don't get it twisted, man. Like, this is one of those 55-45 games. Like, I play, I think if they played the game 10 times, San Francisco wins six of them, you know? So, I, I don't think it's oh, – I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit wins the game. But 
if you're making me make a prediction right now, I'll, I'll go against you and say the Niners win. I will say this before we transition to the AFC championship game. I do feel like Brock Purdy has reached sort of a Tim Tebow status. And obviously, he is not the player that he is. But you and I were hosting radio back then. And you remember that after every Tebow game, there were these extreme opinions every single time. Either he was the greatest thing that we had ever seen or he stinks and he wasn't even an NFL player. I do feel like Brock Purdy isn't allowed some of the growing pains that other young players have. Like C.J. Stroud was not good last week. But no one really holds that against him where every performance from Brock Purdy, if he struggles, is just such an indictment on his ability that it feels like we talk about him differently than we talk about the other young QBs. Yeah, he's a he's a funny case. Like, I bet you Brock Purdy never thought he'd be part of the sports take industrial complex where he's like a polarizing figure in our national sports discourse. And he doesn't deserve it, but it's Mr. Irrelevant. It's the Niners. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's arguably the most talented roster, two through 53, in the NFL. They traded up to take Trey Lance after they decided that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good enough. Trey Lance blows up in their face. Brock Purdy comes in. The injury last year in the playoffs. Them not having a quarterback who could throw the ball forward. There's just a lot of like things that have happened that are in his immediate orbit that he's not directly responsible for but that he is a like supporting actor in the story that people just have a lot of opinions on. And like you say, CJ Stroud, right. CJ Stroud though is a rookie who elevated a team around him, right? Like he made tank Dell and Nico Collins guys who were picked, I think 69th and 89th in the draft respectively, you know, he's elevated them. Whereas the, and that's how it's supposed to be with great quarterbacks, right? We get, we give uh, quarterbacks credit, for elevating the play around them when it feels like the quarterback is being elevated by the guys around them, whether that's been Kirk Cousins in Minnesota or Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry in Tennessee, those guys get knocked for their abilities. And this is just the most extreme example I think that we've ever seen given how good San Francisco is and where he was picked in the draft. I think it would even be different if he was a fourth-round pick like Dak Prescott. You know, but he was the last pick in the draft. And so it's just a real test for people. Like, is it is it a quarterback league or is it a team league? And so I just think people draw their lines in the sand on Purdy. Danny, you now have me looking at future odds whenever I'm talking about these games. And I'm looking at the future odds in San Francisco. They're still the favorite to win the Super Bowl. You can get them at plus 145 and you can get the Ravens at plus 190. That seems off to me. Baltimore, in my opinion, should be considered the favorite. Do you think Vegas has this right with San Francisco is still as the favorite to win the Super Bowl? So the whole reason that exists is because Vegas says correctly that Buffalo has, or excuse Buffalo, Baltimore has a tougher path in the championship game than San Francisco does. So, if Kansas City beats Baltimore, Baltimore can't win the Super Bowl. Obviously, the same would be true for Detroit, but San Francisco's a bigger favorite, and Detroit doesn't have the pedigree and the gambling support that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have. So it would be, it'll be very interesting to see what the spread is if we get a rematch of Ravens-Niners. Because the Ravens blew them out, but all year people have thought that the Niners were the best team in the NFL – which is crazy when you actually look at Baltimore's body of work with their offensive run, uh, their, their rushing offense, their defense, 
and their record and margin of victory. Like they compare to the 85 Bears and the 07 Patriots as an all-time team. We easily could be talking about a team right now, Carrington, that is undefeated. They have three losses in the regular season, all by single digits, all where they either led or were tied with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So the Ravens are not being talked about or handicapped as a historic team, but their body of work absolutely suggests that they are. Right now, we're talking to Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. Danny, this is where I'm torn in this game. I'm torn between what you just said about Baltimore. My belief that Baltimore is the better team. Like, it is hard to argue that Kansas City is the better team than the Baltimore Ravens. But on the other side, Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in 11 games. The Chiefs are 8-3 and three straight up and 9-1-1 one and one against the spread. You and I have this belief. If you were going to give me Patrick Mahomes in the points, you take Patrick Mahomes every single time. This is as conflicted as I've been in a while for a Chiefs game on who I think is going to win because this is one of the few times that I think it's hard to argue that Kansas City is the better team than their opponent. Yep, I agree. I mean, listen, the Chiefs have the better quarterback, but the other guy's an MVP, a two-time MVP. Uh, The Chiefs have the better coach, but – The other coach is a consensus top 10, borderline top five coach in the NFL. So even if you're better at coach and quarterback, there still is like the margin is as thin as it possibly can be for the Chiefs. Kelsey sitting out the last week of the regular season and looking fresher in the postseason is massive, but the Bills had backup linebackers out there. The Ravens have one of the best, linebacker secondary duos in the NFL, not to mention the best overall defense in the league. So I do think Baltimore is better. I do think Baltimore deserves to be favored. And I can't bet against Mahomes as an underdog, but I think I'm just going to have props in this one, man. Like, because I also don't really love the Chiefs laying as few as they are. I think based on the actual talent on the field, the Chiefs should probably be closer to like a six-point underdog in this game but they're not because of the respect that Mahomes gets, which is, of course, deserved. One thing that has really stood out to me watching the Chiefs over the playoffs and just following them so closely over the year is I don't really think that Kansas City is playing that drastically different than they were than the regular season. They have just honed in on what they are. Isaiah Pacheco has 39 carries in the first two games. They've pared down the offense. Some of that is just by injuries. No Kadarius Toney, no Sky Moore. So there's fewer mouths to feed. This defense has been consistent all year. They're the second best defense in the NFL when you look at the numbers. I don't look at Kansas City as maybe being as drastically different. I mean, they still had their red zone issues against the Buffalo Bills. But this team, to me, has sort of figured out their formula and how this year's team can win, and that helped them dominate the game against Miami, and it helped them win on the road last week against Buffalo. Yeah, their offense, to me, and you are watching like it closer in terms of comparing these playoff performances to the regular season, right? Like I obviously watched the playoff game every snap of it and have followed it and read it and watched a ton of Chiefs games this year start to finish because they're on national TV every damn week. But what it, it, it seems to me that they're, they're more balanced. Kelsey is fresher. Pacheco's contributing. Rasheed Rice seems to be as locked in with Mahomes as he's been at any point in his career. It's not a Kelsey level. It's not a Tyreek Hill level. But he seems to be uh, on the same page consistently with his quarterback, which is massive. And they're just executing to the point of efficiency, man. Like, 
yeah, the red zone stuff, they're settling for too many field goals. But there's – I mean, what was – did they score every drive, like the six of the first seven drives or something like that last week? You know what I mean? Like drove right down the field against Miami. Just they, – they're not getting a ton of opportunities, but they are largely putting points on the board every time they touch the ball. And that does feel like the Chiefs of old. So I don't think they'll be shut out in this game. But I do think that Baltimore's defense is just a much bigger test than either Miami uh, or Buffalo was. I know people nationally get tired of hearing how great Patrick Mahomes is. But with the win last week, Mahomes has as many postseason wins as Roger Stileback, Brett Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, he will be tied with Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Steve Young, and Peyton Manning for the third most postseason wins all time. We are talking about a Michael Jordan-like postseason character. We are talking about Tiger Woods on Sunday in the Masters. We are talking about David Ortiz, bottom of the ninth for the Boston Red Sox. Like the all-time great clutch players, you have to have Mahomes in that conversation based off what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I, I, I made the Tiger comp with you last week or the week before, right? I stole it from you. Did you? Okay, no, I wasn't asking for credit, but like, but I, but I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, like, I could go through the thing again. Like, everybody tried to make a rival for Tiger, and still ended up being like the people's champ rival because of personality and gambling and his success when Tiger wasn't out there. But it was never close to actually being a real rivalry, and I think that that's what's largely happening with Allen and Burrow and Lamar. Now, we'll see if Lamar wins and has two MVPs and then beats him in an AFC Championship game and then wins the Super Bowl, you know, maybe he'll start to, you know, wedge his way into that conversation. But, yeah, man, I mean, if, he, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he's third all-time in playoff wins behind Brady and Montana. Like, that's two away. He's, 20, right, he's 28 years old, and it's six seasons as a starter. It's completely ridiculous. He is going to have – he might not have as many rings as Brady, but every other passing postseason record is very clearly going to be Patrick Mahomes. So maybe he gets the rings, maybe he doesn't, but he'll, he'll, he'll definitely add more rings to his fingers, and he will likely go down as the, as the greatest uh, postseason quarterback of all time, minus the rings. I do have, like, two major quarterback points in this game, and it goes somewhat along with what you just said. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, he might really be Brady. This offense was 15th in the NFL over the course of the season, and if he can navigate this tournament, that AFC, with those quarterbacks and win this year's Super Bowl, he might actually really get to seven or eight of them. And then for Lamar, you and I both know this covering sports. You only got to do it one time for people to always believe that you can do it. Like we saw Russell Wilson win one championship and get to another one, and we put him basically in the Hall of Fame. If Lamar Jackson wins this game, no one will ever be able to say that you can't win with that style, that you can't go to the Super Bowl with that style, or that he's not a great postseason player. He really has to do it just one more game. Yeah, that is correct. Um, you know, it's funny, like, one more game is interesting, though, because Cam Newton went 15-1, and won, won an MVP, and lost in the Super Bowl, and I don't feel like people talk about Cam Newton in that way. So I don't know if it is just one more game for Lamar, but it is just one ring for Lamar, and obviously he'll have two MVPs and Cam only had one. Uh, and I also think for like the, the haterist of the haters, 
if the games play out similarly to last week, where it's 150 passing yards, there will still be some who say, okay, it was amazing, it was a shooting star, but what's he going to be in his 30s? You know, is, he, is it really a 15-year run, which is what Rodgers and Brady and Manning and the truly elite passing quarterbacks were able to give their franchises and the NFL? So it's an interesting premise that you suggest. I don't agree that it's just one more game for the full narrative, but that game last week helped him a ton. Like, that is a four-touchdown game, dual threat, uh, an efficiency level that we've never seen before in terms of running and passing with that touchdown production in playoff history. So I do think Lamar is answering a ton of the questions, but as you know, uh, the sports take industrial complex does have a tendency to move the goalposts on people. Last thing here, who are you picking in this game? Like I said, man, I don't really want to bet it, but my my heart is with the Chiefs and my head is with the Ravens. So if you want to assign my pick to the heart, I'll tell you the Chiefs are going to win. If you want to say it with my head, uh, the Ravens are going to win. How I normally do these things, though, is like, it's like all right, there's ten grand in cash on the ground. You get to pick it up if you're right. I would say the Ravens are going to win the game. So let's say that we had to do a power ranking of people that do the same job that you and I have. Like, number one, you might put, like, Scott Van Pelt. Like, number two, you might put Stephen A., Pat McAfee. Tomorrow we have Nick Wright and we have Christopher Mad Dog Russo joining the show. Who is higher on the list today, Mad Dog or Nick? Nick. I mean, listen, Mad Dog's a goat. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the most influential people ever. But Nick is the smartest, most talented, most compelling figure in sports opinion going right now. He's not the most popular. You know, and McAfee's got a bigger following. Stephen A. has a bigger following. But day in and day out, who is doing the best content in sports media right now? In my very biased opinion, it is my best friend, Nick Wright. That is my guy, Danny Parkins of 670 The Score in Chicago. Danny, you're like an appetizer to Nick and Mad Dog Russo today. You know what I mean? Like, like we got you batting leadoff, and then tomorrow we got two heavy hitters following you up. If I've got to be the undercard to those two dudes, uh, I'm still on the card. It's still, it's still pretty damn good. And you know me, I obviously think that my game is very strong and that I can compete with them day in and day out. But uh, that's, a, that's a great job by you for uh, the Friday before Championship Sunday. Good stuff, man. That's Danny Parkins of 670 Chicago. Park Park, man, appreciate you. Anytime, buddy. That's our guy, Danny Parkins, joining us on the show today. Who do you think is bigger, Rob, between Nick and Mad Dog Russo? Like the bigger get for the show? Just in like if you were doing a power ranking of sports media personalities, who do you think is higher up on the list? Because having the Wednesday, it feels like every week, Mad Dog's not on first take for very often, but he goes viral almost every single time that he's on there saying or doing something. I think it's still Nick. I think Mad I think Danny's right. Mad Dog's in the Hall of Fame. Mad Dog might be the best to ever have done it, but you can't do it just once a week and still be considered top tier. That's like you know, it, Tiger's no longer the best golfer on earth. He still goes to the majors. He's still going to play the Masters, but is anyone going to pick him? No. But that doesn't mean he's not great. He's not the best right now. So I take Nick 
Coming up on the other side, we're actually going to be joined by our guy, Sean Barber. Barbershop wants to come in for the 5 o'clock hour and the hits. We got you covered getting ready for the AFC Championship game. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your home for Chiefs football in Kansas City is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I want to read a couple of text messages that we have right here. And I understand that this could be the vocal minority, but I think it's an important conversation to have about the Baltimore Ravens and the pending, I think it's probably the correct way to say it, NFL MVP. The texter sent in, Hey, CDOT, you guys still haven't analyzed the Ravens on a real level. List a quarterback that they've played this season. The only good one that they've gone up against was Stafford, and they scored. This team is no different from the Eagles last year. They're the exact same team. I think we can look at this through both sides of the coin here. If you are not worried about this game because Kansas City has a history and a track record of going up against top-ranked defenses and scoring – I think that is a more than fair stance to have. If you are picking the Chiefs because you trust Patrick Mahomes, you trust Andy Reid, and you have heard this same rhetoric against Buffalo, you've heard this same rhetoric last year against Philadelphia, and the Chiefs have usually figured out a way to score on those teams, I think that that's fair. But I don't think, number one, that you can poke holes in a team's resume at this point in the season. There's three football games left. I also don't know if you can do that against a team that in the regular season went six and two in games against playoff teams. And they beat both teams in the NFC championship game and didn't just beat them. They won by double digits in both of the and beating both of the teams that played in the NFC championship game. You guys know I am all for the schedule game. 
you just don't make it to the one seed in the AFC and get to host the AFC championship game if you weren't tested along the way. I believe this season that the Ravens beat, I think the number was 10 teams that finished above 500 this year. There are some teams that you could have certainly poked holes in and you ask, hey, who did they beat? Who did they play? I don't know if that is a very fair critique for the Ravens. I don't think there's any reason for if you're a Chiefs fan to be afraid of the Ravens heading into this game. I know that they were the number one scoring offense and scoring defense, but you have slayed many a dragons over the last couple of years. And you have maybe the greatest football player that we have ever seen. You don't have to go into any game feeling like you were at a disadvantage or feel like you were the underdog or counted out in this. But I also don't think it's necessary to poke holes at how good Baltimore was over the course of the season. And now Baltimore has to answer the question that most teams have to reach at some point to be the man. You got to beat the man, right? That's where Baltimore is in their schedule. Baltimore has won every game this season. That was super important. There's two left that are super important. And if they close this thing out, we will talk about the Ravens as if they're one of the better Super Bowl champions over the last couple of years. People will ask the question this offseason if they caught up to the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys have gone through this song and dance before. Or if Kansas City wins this, people will talk about Patrick Mahomes like he is on the pathway of catching Tom Brady which he will have three Super Bowls and he is four behind. He is still a long way to go, but it will not be a crazy conversation if people nationally are talking about the Chiefs and, hey, like I know we keep comparing them to the Patriots. They really are the Patriots. There will be no more arguing the dynasty conversation if the Chiefs win this year's Super Bowl. Not from anybody. I don't care what hypothetical, what imaginary lines that you can color in. The Chiefs have done that. If you go to six straight AFC championship games, you win in four of those games. You win three of the last, what, five Super Bowls, and your quarterback has won two MVPs during that time, and you have won your division every year. You are a dynasty. I don't care what qualifications you want to throw out there. These are two really, really good football teams that are playing in this game. You have one team that has been historically good in the Kansas City Chiefs and a team that is trying to close out an all-time regular season. We've seen teams like this before, whether it's Kansas City, the Patriots have been this team, the Cowboys have been this team, teams that play at an all-time historic level, and we've seen teams like this Ravens team that they were the flavor of the month in the regular season. Carolina was this. You guys remember, Carolina went, what, 15-1 and that year? Cam Newton was doing the dab, and then they played the Broncos in the Super Bowl. That Broncos team, remember that offense that just scored a whole bunch of points, and then they played Seattle in the Super Bowl and got their doors blown off. This is just the new version of one of those teams. You got to close it out. You got to finish it out. Or people will look back on this year is you didn't maximize your full potential if you're the Ravens. I think one difference between the Ravens now and the Eagles Super Bowl game last year to the Texter's point is I can only speak for this show. We poked holes in the Eagles resume pretty easily last year. They were a little bit paper tigerish. They were not the best team in their division. So they played a second place schedule and they feasted on bad NFC quarterbacks. They really struck. They, they didn't even face Aaron Rodgers at the time was a Packer. They faced Jordan love, not the Jordan love we saw this year, but arrowhead Jordan love. There were easy flaws, easy moments to poke holes in the Eagles resume. 
it is very difficult to poke holes in the Ravens resume. That doesn't mean they're going to win on Sunday. That doesn't mean the chiefs can't do anything. That doesn't mean anything, but the Ravens statistically are near airtight resume wise. Not only do the stats you laid out, do you know, they lead the NFL in strength of schedule. They had the hardest schedule in the NFL. If you'll remember back before the chiefs fell out of the one seed race, we were having conversations on this show about the chiefs can get the one seed. And one thing that was a common sentiment between me, you, the text line guests, everyone is we think the Ravens will fall off because their final four games are the toughest in the NFL. You assume you're going to take a loss or two in that gauntlet. They went three and oh. I'm not counting the week 18 game where they didn't play their real players against the Steelers. They went undefeated in that gauntlet, throttled Miami at home, went on the road and handled business against the Niners, beat a good Rams team at home. They took care of business. So I think just purely resume wise saying last year's Eagles or this year's Ravens is a little unfair to this year's Ravens because their resume is far superior. Yeah. I think this Ravens team in terms of everything that you can do heading into you know, the final game of the AFC playoffs, they have checked off every single box. They won the most competitive division this year. There were three teams that made the playoffs from their division. They won that division. They won their first playoff game pretty comfortably and blew out a team that a lot of people liked Houston. That was a popular upset pick last week. CJ Stroud going in there. Lamar can't perform in the postseason. They have completed, I would say, 85% of the journey. This 15% left of the journey, as Chiefs fans know, is the absolute hardest part to get over. Again, we've seen a lot of teams like this Ravens team, really good in the regular season. When we were growing up, the Minnesota Vikings, remember that Vikings team that had Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Jake Reed, and they had Randall Cunningham. That Vikings team was really, really good. Well, they missed a couple of field goals in the NFC Championship game, and well, what do you know? The Atlanta Falcons end up going to the Super Bowl. This could be that year from the Baltimore Ravens. Like, they're like steps that you got to check off. If you're Kansas City, you obviously know about those steps. You got to the AFC Championship game, and you ran against the New England Patriots. You played pretty well for the most part. Scored a whole lot of points. It was at home. Man, the other team just had Tom Brady. You know, the other team just had Brady. That has been the only quarterback that can consistently beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason has been Tom Brady. This is now that test for the Ravens to see if they can get over the Kansas City Chiefs or if you were the Chiefs. I look at this as stealing one. This is not one that Kansas City is supposed to get. Not this year, not with this offense. Not when you were 17th in points scored this year. This is not the one that you were supposed to get. If you let Patrick Mahomes get this one, and next year, they are going to be better offensively. I say that without having any clue who the Chiefs are going to add on their team or who they, who they are going to bring back. They could go sign Michael Pittman. They could go sign T. Higgins. They could, they could move up in the draft and go get a top-flight wide receiver. They are not going to be outside the top 10 offensively. They will make sure of it next year. And that offense is going to resemble much more of the Chiefs teams that we are used to. Now, we'll see if they can maintain this on offense, but they got a lot of young pieces. I believe I heard a stat that out of the 21 players that played the most on defense this year for Kansas City, 17 of them are players that you drafted. 17. You got a whole nother draft. 
Now we have to see what happens with Chris Jones. We'll see what happened with Snead. You got off-season decisions like every team in the National Football League, but the Chiefs have shown an ability to stockpile this thing. And I'm pretty confident that Kansas City will be back in this game. If not next year, the year after, this is going to be a staple. The same way that the Patriots consistently made it to this round of the postseason, we have a new version of the Patriots, and they play in Kansas City. Coming up on the other side, we'll get through the hits, and we'll also be joined in studio by Sean Barber, getting you ready for the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.